and welcome to Succession Obsession. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. This is a podcast about succession, a brilliant show. We watch each episode and record immediately afterwards, so no spoilers. Um, this is about episode six of season four, Living Plus. So what this episode made me think was that um, up until now, we haven't really seen just how incredibly inept the kids can be, Roman and Kendall can be. Mm. And this really, for me, was the episode that showed just how completely unrealistic the idea is that they can fill Logan's shoes. I felt like that's what they were doing over and over again in this episode. Because I think before, like, we we saw when Kendall had, like, a, you know, a role in in um, Waystar, and Roman did, but they were always subservient to Logan. And now Logan's gone, they can kind of do what they like. And doing what they like is absolutely preposterous. And there were so many examples of it in this. And, like, yeah. it's almost like they were... Um, telling us the theme of this episode when in the in the bit we have just before the titles um, we have Logan on screen that's obviously been filmed before and he says you're as bad as my idiot kids it's like a reminder just what idiots they really are and how their sheltered upbringing has brought them to this point that they just can't do anything really we've got loads of examples well yeah multiples but but that's fair enough but ultimately it looks like we've got the end is a success. There's this, well, at least for Kendall. Well, in that he does did do quite a good presentation yeah, in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, in some other ways, it was ridiculous, yeah. but he is yeah, quite a good okay. presenter. Yeah. But let's back up. Yeah, yeah. Jumping right to the end. But yeah, the, yeah but I do, I, do, I do think this episode is all about the kids' inadequacy. Yeah. And well, everyone else realizing it as well. Like, I think one one thing I really did was like I really liked um, Jess, the assistant. She didn't say anything in this thing. We just used her eyes to show just how stupid she thought right, that we thought they were. Oh, that was some yeah yeah, 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 yeah. some mid conversation something. Yeah, yeah. I, although the, my only query is sometimes I think um, I wasn't completely. Sometimes I think maybe you know heads of C, CEOs or whatever of companies are just all dreadful, but they sort of magically you know maybe you can be really shit and still manage to lead a, com- a, com- a company i really hope you're wrong because that, possible, that makes me it? makes me weep for the world if that's how things you work you know there's lots yeah. of people that are like that kind of you know you gotta you gotta just do what i say you gotta be yes yeah never no one can say no, no, one can say no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway. yeah but yeah what did you think then of that first scene when you have logan because i think i'd heard something about although uh you know, Logan dies obviously in episode three. Yeah. Um, that he, you, you will, will still see more of Brian Cox. And we talked about, are they going to do a flashback? Yeah, that's, that's, that's not that a flashback, is it? Where he's being crazy. filmed and he's shown later. Yeah. So I was... think that's what people meant, wasn't it? Like he's going to be seen on screen. At the yes. Last stage. But yeah. I thought that was, yeah. Basically, yeah. I was basically very relieved they weren't going to do a flashback. Yeah, that would have been awful. Yes. Um, but yeah. he is, yeah, the first bit just before the credits start, I just love him. Him, He's, he's looming, isn't there? He's like, look, it's almost like he's looking at the kids and being like, yeah, bunch of worthless. And Kendall's trying to brave it out. And in the way he says, oh, play it again at the end. He wants it. He's like, it doesn't really bother him. He wants to play it again. Let's watch it again yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like the way that initial... Um, video of Logan that we see there comes back in a couple of times in the episode oh, as well to like to times. feature back in yeah, in different aspects of yeah. it as well yeah so while while um Kendall and Roman 
are essentially still trying to sink the deal here and are looking pretty incompetent as a result. Shiv actually is looking pretty smart, isn't she, in the way she's dealing with things. And her dealings with Matson, when they're both sitting on their private jets next to each other, and Matson seems... He seems a bit in awe of her as well, doesn't he? he doesn't she deals he, with him quite well? Yeah. She wins in the competition of who's going to go to whose private jet. Yes, <laughs> you know, I guess that's a thing probably. Yeah, uh, he disses her her private jet interior, but she, you know, she lets that go. Yeah, I like the two of them. They have this real continuing from last week, real sort of flirty vibe. I really like they they are. They're very self-aware of the flirty vibe yeah. as well, aren't they? So it's like, you know, oh, you're my girl on the inside. Oh, you're my boy on the outside. You know, just like... Yeah, yeah. It's a sort of meta thing where there is a certain degree of flirtiness. I think both of them do find each other kind of attractive. But it's not going to go anywhere, is it? Like, no. So no, absolutely. No, yeah, yeah. Well, they, I really don't think It doesn't so. feel like it's going to go anywhere, yeah. And, but, but they're both very aware of it and they want to play with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I, I really very much like that. I yeah, well, it's very fun. enjoyable to watch as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you can see they're both of them, and, it, and it's interesting how this relates to Shiv and Tom later, they're both sort of testing the boundaries of what they can do with it. And like, and, and, and what I mean about Shiv being competent is that she's very good. She can do this with um, Madsen in a way that Roman and Kendall completely can't. Like no, they're, they're and not, maybe yeah. that is because there is that some sort of, you know, attraction element there and she's yes. good at dealing. I mean, that's something. But it's not just really that. bad of saying about Shiv, what all she's good at is having relationships. No, 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 it's, but it's not just that. It's not just because she's a woman and she's using it in a flirty vibe. No. It's that she doesn't get het up by it in the same way that Roman really gets het up by it. You've seen when oh, in, yeah. in the last episode on the, you know, when, when Kendall and Roman were trying to deal with yeah. Matson. Matson would push would push them a little bit like like he's doing with Shiv here and Roman would just lose his shit basically and he just couldn't you need to do what Shiv's doing in order yeah. for these things to work you need to push back a little bit joke a little bit around and and Kendall and Roman just cannot do that which is why I, why Shiv feels so in the ascendant here at the moment she feels like she's going to be the one in control oh yeah. well let's see we, we don't know though do that. we but yeah so you've got because you've got Kendall and I mean we always knew that Kendall and Roman would Probably, I mean, last week they were outwardly, you know, not communicating with Shiv. You know, they were yeah. sort of not letting her in. And then you got Kendall coming into the board meeting and sitting in the seat where she was. So she has to retrieve her phone yeah. in a sort of awkward moment. Um, but, I mean, I think this kind of confirms to her. Well, th this is... So this is the first fail of the boys, isn't it? Roman and Kendall, they come in and they're sort of trying to tell the board that, oh, everybody, he's a bit mad. And trying to tank the deal still. Tank the deal. And they're so bad at it, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, terrible at it. It's, yeah, they're just right there. And everyone's like, well, no, he's cool. It sort of adds to his mystique. It's yeah. not a lot of trouble. So, and, and also, like, when they sort of, like, it sounds like complete bollocks, doesn't it, really? And we know that Shiv has now got the inside view. Yeah, and and Shiv gets the truth out of them in seconds, really, doesn't she? Like yeah. Roman so is, and, and, and Roman is terrible at lying. It's written all over his face every time he says something's lying. And I love the way she says it's like she says, "Oh, oh, Shiv spilled hot chocolate all over the Range Rover," <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as though he was really poor at lying about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is second fail. The boys just, you know, Shiv. They, 
And they also, Kendall betrays Roman as well, which is a sort of... I mean, Which is what you're referring to there. So Kendall is the first one that says, when Shiv says, Oh, yes, yes. Look me in the eye, you're going to lie to me. And yeah. he's like, okay, well, I can't do that. And yeah. So now it looks like Roman's the shitty one who can't be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. then, but there's a sad thing, Roman sort of wanting to do the huggy thing. The huggy thing. thing, yeah. And that's what, that's what makes you think that, like, Roman's just on the downward spiral really here because he he's had a little bit of sibling bonding um a little bit of emotional support from his siblings over their dad's death and he really wants that and it's obvious that he wants that and Shiv particularly is going to play him for it now I think she's 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 pissed off that they've um they've kept her out of you know because they're the CEOs and not and I I, I don't think it, she might come back again but She's not. She's not gonna. Um, she's not gonna sympathise with him for over it. I don't think. She's too far. She I sees her think, own route at the yeah, moment. But I don't, I think. Do you yeah. really think she'd actually emotionally manipulate, like use that power that she has? The fact that she knows he's sort of emotionally needy. If she feels that that they're fucking her over, and no doubt they will look like they're fucking her over again. I think so. Yeah. We 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 always said didn't we like even back no. from the point when. Um, they were all like bonded together at the end of season three um, when they were trying to like, you know, beat their dad then. And when their dad died, but we never thought it would last. Well, no, I no, never no, thought no, it would no, last. I know, I know yeah. it wouldn't last, but I just don't, I can see her being really pissed off with Roman and, you know, playing him a bit. But the idea of him, her actually using his need, his emotional need for her. Well. Which you don't, you don't that doesn't happen. She grudgingly gives them she a She does hug. grudgingly give them a but hug, that's yeah. like, that's just what you do when you're grumpy and you, I only say that because I feel like this is what this program is going to is going to allow yeah, to happen okay, somehow. Okay, okay. It feels like a feels like it feels true to succession somehow that they they would do that. I I agree. It's like you know I mean that's what's been so fantastic about this season is that they've introduced this genuine emotional warmth between the siblings, and now we're it's, we're so pained to see it disappear yeah. again. Which is like I mean yeah. like horrendously and predictable in, in as much in a positive predictability way but yeah yeah okay yeah so then we have the scene don't we with um with kendall and roman talking about the the new living plus talk that they're going to give yes and it's it just looks awful basically this scheme doesn't it it's, because because yeah. um we haven't heard about this scheme before have we this is this hasn't no been, i don't yeah. think so i don't think so i think yeah. this is like just i mean i think we were talking about weren't they? what are they going to do we're going to have one for the election maybe two for the election one for yeah. the funeral but this is another a, a, i mean i'm not disappointed even though this is kind of a filler thing but i think it's a brilliant brilliant way of keeping us into it yeah, 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 still yeah. continuing pushing the plot forward and it's so it's so um you know like the whole um silicon valley thing about life extension and um well, yeah, yeah but you don't get that first of all no do you, do you? No. i think that's the brilliant thing i mean the video begin with it just feels like sort of eh, like fox news selling you a world where you don't have to meet anybody who doesn't watch fox fox news basically yeah. um and and I'm sure there could be. I'm not picking on the right. I'm sure the left could do some equal. Well, basically, we we live somewhere like that, don't we? So you know, um, there are people. Are what attracted. in a gated community? You mean? Not in a gated community. We, don't even, <laughs> we live in. We don't. We live in somewhere where we don't. A liberal we bubble. We don't get our <laughs> yeah. ideas challenged too much. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. So they've got those. 
fantastic strap lines like um, well, gated communities, infinite freedom. <laughs> yeah, which, which is a complete contradiction in itself. Isn't it? <laughs> and then <laughs> minimise surprise, maximise satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. no, that was just like, I love that. It's kind of like such a grumpy, I don't like surprises. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the ultimate in conservatives with a small C really, isn't it? Minimise surprise. I was like, anything surprising happening to me. Which was, I mean, and that, that's like quite raw, like, like straight baldy comedy really yeah it, yeah really? yeah but in in just in the background there. but what i mean what i mean is when i was saying about the um it, it makes sense doesn't it? it it feels like what fox news would try and sell to yeah. if they were running these these kind of well and yeah and especially well yeah talking about the longevity thing that that's that's a clever thing to pick on because that's a hot topic isn't it where people genuinely thinking about that and yeah and that sense of well you could imagine it don't you from the point of view of i don't know a, a tv channel that's got an aging viewers well you can if if suddenly they might be like 80 but if they can last another 30 years you get 30 years more kind of subscription out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it makes sense of course they're going to be you could imagine it. kendall trying to sell that to investors can't you saying well no no look if we invest yeah. all this money in the longevity um technology Make we'll have we'll money. have 30 more years of like um of uh, atn subscription <laughs> fantastic so, so the next fail we have on on what i've got anyway is roman doing the meeting with joy Joy, the, yes, movie studio, and eventually firing her. <laughs> well, not eventually, like about four minutes in, or well, like very, very quickly. He the, goes, yeah. is, I mean, do you do you think he's so? This is kind of like the Roman, you know, how Roman in the first few episodes was yeah. this, you know, I and think people have said, or oh, they had writers hadn't quite got the tone of it, you know, it wasn't quite there, but he was. I quite liked how this sort of made me remind, remember that Roman, that Roman who was a complete douchebag. Um, Rather than the Roman, say, when um, Roman got kidnapped in season, was it in season two? Remember when that when they were trying to do the deal yeah. with the, with the guys in the Middle yeah, East? Yeah. But he was quite good there, wasn't he? Sometimes he's quite good in these situations. And some, yeah. Sometimes he's good, and but I, I don't mean like as much as how he manages it. I mean right. that was poor, yeah. But also just the. I don't care about you, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm like little prince. I can do what I like. And, and just, I don't care about the morality or the ethics or anything like <laughs> this, about this, I'm just firing you. You know, it was just reminding me of that Rome, Roman who was a complete shit to a kid in the pilot episode. Yes. Although I think there's an added layer to it now because he's still, he's doing this, but he's less cocksure than he used to be about yeah. it because he's now in charge and he knows that he's going to have to bear the repercussions of it in some ways he knows that like well not that well i mean i know yeah. he knows that but he's really shitty at remembering it as well yes but he but you can he, loads of times in here like in this just after this scene he was really unsure if he'd done the right thing here and then with the scene with jerry as well mm. he's he's just like you can, it's just written all over his face isn't it it's like i don't know what i'm doing here i'm trying i'm just trying to like wave my way through this do you, do you, you know? think he feels that he's just taking us you know he's well definitely we've got references you're not you know you're not your dad he's trying to be, i mean both of them are trying to be their dad yeah. aren't they? so Him do you Kendall, think he's yeah. like going right sacking people being that's a hard-nosed thing to do it's what my dad would have done my dad would have done yeah yeah um but really kind of missing maybe some of the more delicate um, ways in which logan would have managed business especially it's like you know when when jerry says to him um you can't sack Joy because of all the connections she has and all the important and like you know, logan would have known all that stuff and would have known that 
that wasn't a good a good move unless he put other things in place yeah. or something. I, saw, yeah. I think sometimes we saw Logan doing stupid things like that. But yeah, so he, I mean, it is kind of comical, isn't it? How he just makes this series of of um, of sackings, but. In between that, we go back to Lo to Kendall, who's also like being uh, his terrible instructions to the people in the in the in the launch kind of. Um, when they're building building the stage for what's going on. Yes, I want a house, and and this is where he says the, no, don't say no. This is Kendall's new rule. No one can say no. Yeah. Everybody thank me. Oh, and you think that's. It's such the sort of thing that's all very powerful and rich can do. And you don't see just how incredibly stupid it is. Because if no one can say no to you, you're going to make some incredibly bad decisions. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you feel like it was, I had an idea that maybe it was going to go all a bit spinal tap at this point and they were going to get a really tiny house on stage, like Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or some clouds that. that just sort of sank down behind him. Yeah, it was, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a possibility. In the end, we ended up with nothing on stage, didn't we? Yeah, well. Didn't have, yeah. Been. But um, yeah. you've also got, and this is like through the whole episode, you've got Tom and Shiv. Um, yes. But their main, I think we've seen them actually just a bit before that scene. They have a little bit where Shiv is scheduling her grief and having a little cry in a room. Is that what Tom she was actually through. doing there, do you think? She she was actually doing that. She wasn't saying that as that to Tom. That was the why she was in the room. Yeah. Think you think she was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. I wasn't I quite sure. I'm almost... Yeah. Yeah. Certain. I mean, I think that was the irony of saying, yeah, I'm doing something with you. I can't change this. Yeah. This was, I, I could imagine that she's, you know, talk, she's probably got a grief man, a therapist. <laughs> well, saying, well, yeah. You know, well, I've got this problem. I can't let, you know, I can't uh, dissolve in front of people I'm working, you know, working for me. So this is. Her, her. grief counsellor has said, schedule herself some grief time. Yeah. Which seems off, but Tom is so Tom supports her then. And then the interesting thing that you think now with with Tom is that he's much less afraid of Shiv now, um, and and doesn't do what she asks him to do a lot of the time, and he can see that his not doing what she asks is kind of what she wants some of the time as well. He's just feeling more powerful in her presence, isn't he? There was some. I mean, we'll talk about the latest. The latest scene with yeah. him was amazing. But just in yeah. this one, but the yeah. one where they're in this kind of oh, investor reception or something like yeah. that, and they she comes across, he comes in, and she sort of wanders over to him. And there's such fantastic acting from Sarah Snook and yeah. in that kind of like glancing and looking at each other, um, and that sort of mixture of you know, sincerity as well. So Tom saying like, you know, I'm really sorry for I'm sorry for fucking you up. Yeah. And her, I thought her reaction was fantastic in that, that kind of like a moment of like that touched me and then like, oh, fuck off as if like, you know, yeah. you could fuck me up. Um, yeah. But. But then that leads on to the bitey game. <laughs> bitey, that's. This is this is flirting to a new level. Yeah, I imagine they're in this investor reception in front of loads of other people and they're playing the bitey game with each other. <laughs> but, yeah. And so, Shiv loses. And these. Shiv loses. So yeah. Tom pushes it. Yeah. And then but then she says, Oh, Tom Wamsgans finally made me feel something. Yeah. So but, but I don't think she I mean Shiv is like pulling all of the cutting remarks out of the bag, but I don't think they're landing anywhere on Tom now. He knows that she he can see that she's she's like um you know 
collapsing a little bit in front of him, I think, and it just doesn't affect him in the same way it as it used to. It doesn't affect him, but I think it affects him still. I think he's still affected. I think he knows he's wearing her down, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. So what do you reckon? Just, I mean, again, we've got this confusion of, like, real emotion tied with self-interest as well but maybe maybe all real emotion is also tied with self-interest i mean do you want to talk about the later tom and shiv scene now whilst we're on tom and shiv when we can yeah. come back to the other thing yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. kind of, they're kind of connected aren't they like this is yeah. so they they're in the hotel room together by this point aren't yeah. they they're so they're so obviously decided to sleep together yeah yeah um and so and then you've got this thing of like a little bit i'm giving a little bit and the other person reacts negatively you know this the the sort of you know battling each other but tom says i i i you know i think i'm not i'm sure but i think i want i want you oh i know and i want this back yeah um and she reacts a bit i think i mean for one thing i don't think she's too happy with that i think yeah but then she's like well what you shouldn't have betrayed me yeah um but Tom has this really great honesty bit, which I think quite reminded me of um, like Connor and Connor and Willow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too? Just before their before their actual wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 generally less sort of contentious and argumentative yeah. with each other. You know, those two. But a thing about money and them being honest, Tom being honest and saying, you know. Because yeah, this is it. Because it's it's because, it's because Shiv is asking him, well, why did you do this? Basically, you know, you betrayed me. Why did you do that? And say, I really, I love my, I love my money. I love my, career. I love my, I love my nice money. things. Yeah, I like my things. And I, I kind of says, I, I thought I was going to lose them because yeah. you were going to cut me out. Because because you hate me and your brothers hate me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought the deal was the only thing I could do, or wasn't it? That's. I was paraphrasing what he said there. Yeah. 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 But he's, but I, I like that. And she does sort of listen. And he says, well, you know, because well, would you throw out all your stuff? Come and live with me. In, in a, a trailer park. Tra yeah. yeah. <laughs> and throw all your things, your necklace, your, everything you've got. Would you throw all that away just for love? And she doesn't say no. Well, no, they just, yeah. no, but she knows yeah. it's rubbish. I don't think she's not. Yes, but, that. but, but they're, they're both just playing with each other. They're seeing what these comments will do, really, aren't they? They're seeing where yeah. it goes. Because right at the end, the end of the scene was just fantastic, I thought, where they're both smiling, they're not smiling, smiling, they're not smiling, at each, when, when they don't think the other person's looking kind of thing. It's like, I mean, it reminded me of um, the, the sort of comical scene with um, Shiv and Lucas Madsen in the last episode where he, he was saying, he was saying, you know, about sending the blood to his girlfriend <laughs> and saying, saying, well, first of all, it was a joke, and then it was not a joke, and then it sort of became a joke again, and now it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, and it's sort of like we were seeing that in their expressions in a way. Okay. It's like it's like it's like Tom was joking about something, but then he wanted to see what it felt like if if he meant it seriously, and okay. then when he wasn't sure how it landed seriously, go back to it being a joke again. Yes, yes. yes. So they've so, always got this defence kind of yeah. plausible deniability. Yeah, always like, oh no, I was joking about that, and Shiv does that, you know, even more than Tom, yeah. I think. Yes. Like. She yes. was doing it so much in this episode where, but, but do you not feel, where do you feel Tom and Shiv uh, ended up now? Remembering as well, like Shiv still has to tell him she's pregnant. Yeah, that's yeah. news. So yeah. that's, that doesn't happen this episode. No. But I, yeah, I mean, it does feel like the two of them are coming together. Yeah. But it feels like when we, sorry, what you were saying? No. Yeah. Oh, well, I was almost thinking if that's the case, then it kind of makes me think that when the, the, 
the the pregnancy comes out, then that's going to move things in a different direction. So it might make things worse between them for some reasons that I can't quite imagine. Although you could have another step between now and the pregnancy, saying about the pregnancy in which they split a far again for a bit and the pregnancy brings it back again. You know, we've got we've got a few more episodes to go yet. Four more to go. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do the pregnancy reveal right at the end. I think that's too dramatic. No, but so where do you where do you see Shiv and Tom being at the moment? Where are, where have they landed right now? What, right now? Yeah, at the end of this episode. At the end of this episode. So they they sort of go off in a car together, don't they? No, um, I, I mean, where do you? How do you see them relating to each other at the oh, moment? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just running through and thinking how it ended. Um, I well, I think in a really quite like little happy flirty vibe. Yeah, and working and together positive. really, aren't they? They're yes. like they're they're supporting each other in yeah. yeah. Because we see, because I mean, basically, she brings she she talks to because um, you know she has to say to Tom like, this is obviously on her mind. What do I do about the Lucas Madsen thing? Yeah, because he's asked her to kind of betray the brothers, be inside person, and she's not comfortable with that. But yeah. also, she kind of wants to keep that hand. I do think she doesn't want to completely shit on her brothers. She no, no, definitely yeah. doesn't want to completely shit on her brothers. Yeah. So, so that's why she's confused about that. So she wants. Who can she possibly talk to? That Tom is somebody who she's confided all the plans with and everything. So she wants to bring him in. And we and we see that when she has like a brief like conversation with, with Madsen. With Madsen. And Tom is sitting in on it. Yeah. yeah. He's in on it. So he's like With his feet up on the desk, showing no, that he's kind of like quite comfortable in the situation yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom seems like quite happy with his scenario now, doesn't he? He feels like he's he's getting getting back in there somehow, I think. Yeah, because he's been very nervy, hasn't he, all this time up um, well, during this, this he's season? Had a, yeah. yeah, he's yeah after yeah. losing Logan, he's lost everything. Yeah. And it remind it reminded me that we heard in a Jesse Armstrong interview back at the beginning of the season that he thought the Tom and Shiv relationship was like almost the key relationship of the thing, isn't it? And we don't know what that means exactly, but. It does feel quite key again here, doesn't it? It feels it like it's gonna. Yeah. I still, I'm, I'm still not sure if that wasn't just a jet lagged Jesse Armstrong. Yeah, just possibly, yes. Saying something um, to sort of throw them off the scent of what's. I mean, like the key thing in this, in this whole. I think that was because that was talking about the whole season. Yeah. And surely the key thing is the fact that Logan dies. So I feel that was just to throw people off the scent. Oh, well, no, I didn't think that's what he was what he was meaning. I mean, sure, Logan dies and then we're dealing with the fallout of Logan dying. But I think what he meant was that the Tom and Shiv relationship is sort of the emotional core of, of this season. Like it's what we and I guess by that a writer might mean it's what we might be thinking about at the end of the last episode. Something okay. something I'm I'm still thinking there might be something about that just because Tom and Shiv at the moment is almost the most interesting thing that's going on somehow mm. like like mm. Kendall and Roman are bombing as CEOs in a quite predictable fashion but I don't know what's going on with Tom and Shiv it's fascinating okay. what's going on between I them. I mean I'm enjoying yeah. that I very much enjoy Roman and Kendall bombing all over the place but yeah yeah I see what your point is okay. it's quite it's, but it's quite predictable I think the Shiv and Tom thing is like less predictable about what what's going on there okay. yeah Okay, yeah, so, so we're going back, we said, yeah. what do you want to talk about that scene with Jerry and Roman, the, the wedge oh, moment? Because yes. I know we just, you know, mentioned about, but that's, 
I mean, that's kind of big for those two because they've obviously had this like uh, like yeah weird crazy relationship thing, going which is on. completely dead now, isn't it? Yeah, that's, no, that, that is just completely off the cards. Yeah, I thought that was a nice, and I felt that felt that conversation really ended it. Although obviously there were yeah. other things before, but. Jerry's fucking asshole at the end of it towards him was like so heartfelt, wasn't it? But like, she's yeah. she's really firm, isn't she? Yeah. She's like she's. I mean, maybe she is. She's talking to him like the it, the Jerry that in previous seasons was, you know, very much a mentor to him and a weird sexual thing as well. But you know, she she could take that liberty to be a bit firm and rude with him. But then he's really pissed off, which. I could kind of understand why he would be. And then she, I love it. She calls him a, a, a weak monarch in a, in a weak interregnum. <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, uh, this brings me to my, you know, my pet theory that I was talking about the other day, um, which I don't know if this, but you, you know, we're talking about how will the whole season of succession, well, how will it end? And, and what the key thing we know is, Jesse Armstrong has said it will answer that question. There's a question in the title. Yeah, the title succession. That. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking about succession in in like uh, his, terms of history. Successions have always caused like huge fuck ups in countries. So you have a monarch, and then they their child's too young to really take over, or nobody really likes their son, or they haven't got any kids, and then there's like wars of succession all over the shop. Um, and it's a problem. And then you have democracy come over and then, you know, democracy, almost like democracy. I'm sure somebody says something about that. The definition of it is, is it's all about the secure and safe um, succession of power. Peaceful succession of peaceful power. Peaceful takeover, yeah. really. So Which some... was mentioned in the um, US election, the last one, obviously, because... It was talked about quite a lot because it looked like there might yeah. not be a peaceful succession yeah, 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 of, exactly. um, of president. Yeah. And so I wondered if the succession aspect of this is not going to be the succession to Waystar, but the succession to actually American presidency. And yeah. you feel that ATM might take, you know, I know, well, I don't really understand, but I understand that kind of American TV stations have a certain degree of power. I remember how big hoo-ha about the Gore-Bush election that seems like so long in 2000 ago yeah yeah but there's somebody there was certain news 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 stations that called it for anyway so this is my pet theory that somehow atn is going to get involved in the succession mm. of the country and that's going to be the key succession not actually a succession to waste i i love it as a theory i think it's really good because i don't think we have the succession of waystar is like it's not very interesting anymore, really, is it? Who becomes a, it's not interesting in the same way, the same way as that theory is, because, and then, and then it feels very like applicable to the whole tone and um, style of succession that it slightly missteps us at the end. It's not. It's about the succession of the presidency, but these idiot kids fuck it up by something along the lines of getting ATN to back Mencken and him saying it's an unfair election, Trump style, and the country just going to chaos. I can see the final shot of the whole show being something burning, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, love, I, I love it as a theory. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I appreciate your love. Thank you very much. But yeah. I'm sort of, even as I say it, I'm going off my theory and feeling that the thing I also really love about Succession, apart from its cleverness and brilliant writing, is that I care about these 
characters and and it feels like a personal you know relationship i have with these characters i want to know what happens to them i want to know about the personal not about the, the big political Anyway. Well, no, but I, I still think, and, it, and if you're going to go off your theory, then I'm going to take it off. Okay. I think it's great. <laughs> but but I think you will, you can still get a a satisfying personal story ending just because of how these kids feel about themselves because of what they've done. I mean, particularly Shiv, like if she if she has a hand in maybe she does something that means she doesn't stop ATN supporting Mencken because what it made me think of was like, you know, in the, um, and why I really like your theory is that in the 20, um, 2020 Trump Biden election, Fox news who are, is our ATN counterpart really, mm. isn't it? In this, in this yeah. series, they did actually call the election for Biden, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And I feel yeah. that like your theory is, is saying that they didn't have to do that. And if they hadn't done that, it could have been very different in the States, couldn't it? It could I, have been quite... I, don't, I yeah. mean, I don't understand American politics quite enough, apart from what listening to a lot of 538, but, yeah. apart, you know, so I don't know. I wouldn't like to say... For sure, but anyway, yeah, it's an interesting thought. Like, how much does a TV company have yeah. an, an influence? Um, I mean, some, but... Yeah. But also, we've got, in this episode, sort of seeds, I don't know if it will, we'll have more of it, it might just be left, but of kind of deep fake... Yes. Um, stuff, which yeah. you always think could also be involved in sort of, well, basically the collapse of democracy. Yes, yeah, not just in this series, but just everywhere, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 Um, because we've got Greg. I like, well, Greg initially is, is talking to the editing man, and I, I, I think also just shout out to Greg in this episode for like, he's continuing, like you say, he's, he's being. He's being, he's still being Greg, but he's being quite, quite shit. And quite mean, yeah. Mr. Snippy Snip, he could. Snippy Snip. I know, but he's so like, he's trying to be like his cousins and yeah. Logan and, and failing, but. Yeah. So I, I, there's, there's a question about Greg, though. I mean, I think we've had this had this before, haven't we, where um, a couple of episodes ago, uh, or maybe it was even the last episode, where Kendall uses greg as the one to leak some information out kind of thing yeah. it's never completely clear to me why kendall and rowan have let greg in on the inner circle I, it seems a slightly do you feel slightly that it, like because um, we want greg in there so. and it's slightly convenient for the writers to do this because but it does make yeah. some sense because he's he does have some family connection and it is a family thing true and they like a little bit of nepotism Though he is quite incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> he is his incompetence sort of... But they're all incompetent. Well, I, but I did like... Do you remember in the scene where um, Kendall and Roman are talking again about um, about uh, how they might um, tank the deal? Mm. And their late, Kendall's latest idea is to say that the number's so ridiculous for yeah. um, Living Plus that the investors aren't having any of it and the deal sort of tanks. No, 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 no. I thought his plan... No, that's not the plan. Oh, okay, go on then. Correct I think me. is okay. I may be wrong, but yeah. I thought the plan was this: I'm going to sell this so hard, um, I'm going to really shoot up our investment price, and if our price goes up so far, then I don't completely understand how the deal works. But I thought if the price goes up hugely, then Madsen won't be able to afford them. Right. Okay. I have my, I must say, lots of the business speak in this sometimes does get, mm. get, but the thing is, I don't think it really matters, does no. it? Like you don't have Didn't, to understand the business. your enjoyment. No, no, that, yeah. And I might have got that wrong, but. But I what I did like here was that Kendall was saying, Kendall was saying, um, how do we, how do we um, link tech in with the Living Plus thing? And, yeah. and Greg says, it's quite difficult to make houses 
houses look like tech somehow. <laughs> so you've been around for a long time. I've been time. around for a long time, yeah. Can I, it's just, in this thing about talking up the numbers, so he's yeah. got Kendall's pinned down this new character called Pete. Pete yes, I love Pete. Pete, and he's sort of, and, and, and he's like, you know, he's like, come on, come on, do this, do this, do this with him. And then Pete says, look, numbers aren't just numbers. They're numbers. And I, I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, They're not, yeah. It's not just bullshit. There's something really meaningful behind this. But then my favourite line possibly of the whole everything is Kendall saying, now nah, now you're just talking gibberish. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, Kendall, you've been talking gibberish the entire That's show. Oh, you ever do. <laughs> yeah, you are the gibberish shit. king. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm oh. sure that was a very knowing line when it was written by the writers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, but... and, and Ken, Kendall as well, like just before this has said, uh, I think Roman's come back in after firing Joy and he's like, a, I can see everything. So he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, please, come oh. on, Kendall, you're so full of shit. So we've got this yeah. set up, haven't we? And you're feeling more and more anxious about this this product launch thing. Yeah. It's kind of very out there, you know, really performance thing that you, you're going to expect yeah. Kendall and Roman to do. They've got flight jackets and it looks like it's going to be excruciating. What, what was fantastic about it, I think, was that I had this little flutter of memory of Kendall's birthday party mm, yes. and how... And how, like, the delicious thing of seeing all the preparations. We didn't ever get to see what it was going to be, which is brilliant. But thinking, oh, my God, this is going to, this is going to so crash and burn, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But what I actually loved, because I think I, I was really thinking, there's somehow I, I was thinking, this is, can't happen. There's something about this, this product launch. I just was convinced it wouldn't happen because we had so many... So oh, the whole launch. things about it, right. yeah. I yeah. just thought we've seen too much that we won't see it, but then we did see it. Like with Kendall's birthday where we, we've yeah, seen too much we and we don't see it. see it, yeah. So Shiv is doing, do you think, Shiv is just basically doing what Lucas has asked her to do, but, I mean, failing, but she's trying to, she's trying to halt it and she manages to stop Roman. She kind of basically persuades Roman to, like, not get involved, says, look, this is, he's yeah. being a nightmare, and Roman... Self-doubting. Because Shiv, um, Shiv says to him that he'll look stupid if he does it as well, won't he? She yeah. she convinces him that he'll look stupid. And, yes. To, yeah. And so why don't you just let Kendall look stupid, basically? And there's yeah. that conversation between Roman and Kendall where I think Kendall looked really sad that he wasn't going to be up there with his brother. Yeah, because he bought him a flying jacket the same as his. We're like, you know, the flight, you know, two co-pilots. Yeah. That's what we do. Um. And that's so Kendall is looking down and like really miserable about that after his conversation with Roman. And then he has a conversation with Carl. Carl yeah. Firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Carl's been brilliant this season. Yeah. yeah. Carl's been put in corners and then explodes with it yeah, in, yeah. in brilliant ways. Yeah. He's just been affable Carl. Yeah. Other, but yeah. He's like, you know, like if you say something, I don't want to put my name, I will squeal. So you yeah. think he's. How can he? How can he do this? What did he mean by "I will squeal"? Do you think? What What do you think? He I think he will say these numbers are rubbish. I'm not putting. I'm right. not putting my name to this. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, the bullshit, which yeah. would then fuck everything up. And it did remind me of the um, the the Carl conversation with Tom, and with "You are fucked" kind of yes. thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, so. We then look, move on to that. He does get on stage. He does. Yeah. He starts the presentation. And when you, I was just incredibly nervous for him. I just, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't like work out how he was going to do this. Yeah. And it starts off awkwardly with the thing about 
big shoes. Oh, hang on. Before that, shoes. let's uh, let's mention mm. again that he comes into um, some nice, well-chosen rap that oh, he yeah. always has, yeah. <laughs> as he likes yeah. to do. Yeah. Which is then makes you remember his other performance on stage with the L to the OG. Oh, God, in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh. um, and... So he starts off, big shoes, says that, repeats it about four or five times. Sort of, he he sort of pulls things back, you know, as he sort of thanks everybody for their help and things like that. He begins to get a bit more comfortable. Then he has that back and forth with Logan on the screen, which everybody says is, I did quite like it. I thought it was quite cute. But no one knew it was going to happen, did they? Like only Kendall knew it was going to. Well, he must have. Well, somebody must have known to sort it out. But yeah, yeah. but but um, Jerry and Carl and Frank didn't know, and 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 I think Katerina and Hugo, they were like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't know. So, yeah. do you think why? What's his motivations for doing that? I think he's trying to link himself to his dad. Really, isn't he? He's trying to like. He's trying to feel like he's had the baton passed to him somehow. Like, sure, but yeah. do you think there's anything else? Like, do well, you feel it's, your... like it's actually almost as close as he could get to having a nice conversation with him. So he deep fakes his dad in order to like get some actual emotion from him. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think you're right. Oh, it's just terrible because, of course, that's what Roman does as well, isn't it? In yeah. the taxi on the way home. Yeah. yeah. With that. That's... Except in a, except in a much worse way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what how Roman wants to. That's how Roman would interact with his dad, wouldn't he? They would just. Do you remind us what he said on the, what uh, he had Logan say on the video. I've got something important or something to say. Uh, of historic importance. Historic important. Roman has a micro dick and gets everything, gets everything wrong. wrong. Yeah. Which is. Oh, I mean the layers of fucking therapy that Roman needs. <laughs> I mean, I, what I wondered about that was. Where um, did he, how much effort did he go to to get that edited like that? What's I I, I don't know. Yeah, They're very rich. They just that's that's true. That. Yeah, but imagine asking someone to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we were back on the on the living living yeah, plus launch. Back yeah. on living plus. Suddenly, living plus goes from like being something like the equivalent of a double slipper that you see in the back of a Sunday supplement goes to kind of like wow, actually. Yeah, I can see why this they're selling it as peace of mind, crime free, hassle free, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, you're going to have all the kind of like the character IP. The direct director to, might come around with a rough, rough cut. cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this is this is massive. And then he basically says, "And you can live forever." Yeah, and and he sort of pulls back a little bit from live forever, doesn't he? But yeah, but but and actually, in the end, you're thinking. It was quite a good presentation, it was wasn't it? Very good, particularly because he'd taken over all the Roman bit, Romans parts at that point as well. So he was essentially doing the whole thing himself at a moment's notice. Yeah, it's pretty. Impre- I mean, we forget that Kendall can actually do this sort of thing, can't he? He's yes, yeah. he's done it a few times where he's pulled yeah. things out of the bag, um, and it was it was very impressive. And then it did that twist of emotion, is when he's saying, you know, my dad was a bit conservative about these things. Um, Oh, we did another deep fake because he gets Logan to say he'd double the double, earnings. Double the earnings from cruises, okay. yeah. Um, but our take, but he says, yeah, my dad wouldn't really have, you know, dad wouldn't have been long into this longevity thing, but, you know, I'd take an extra year of my dad to <laughs> say the things I didn't say, you know. I'm thinking, and you can't, you think, um, like you say, all the layers to it of 
he probably meant that emotionally, but he's also using it as an emotional sales point as well. It's yeah. like, oh, God, mm-hmm. awful. But but meanwhile, we um we I think I want to want to mention that we've had we have a a few little Tom and Greg things that are going on in between yeah. this as well because yeah. um because Tom's worrying about his speech that he's got to give immediately <laughs> after this, and Greg's yeah. going. Don't worry, Tom. No one will be watching. You're just thinking they're mopping up blood. He's <laughs> mopping up blood. There's other things like saying, "Well, you know, and he's saying, well, I have anything with my backs and my screen." It's like, no, no, no. But it'll be like all the attention will be on you. Yeah. And then, and then after he's like says, "How am I going to follow that?" He's just promised them eternal life. Yes. <laughs> and, he, and then he says, "Well, it's a good thing because your your speech was a bit rubbish anyway, so they won't really remember any of it." <laughs> Because Greg's got an answer for everything. He has, yeah. Oh. Really good. So, so but at the end of the the end of the um, launch, obviously, um, Madsen gets his oar in by tweeting about it and yeah. and saying this phrase. They're putting this phrase "Dodderick's Mac Fry" was not under which. Yes. I, I, I do you. So I did. I research what that meant. Some yeah. Research. So, um, have you heard of the thing that was on? Uh, rather sickly, on, whereas you came into Auschwitz or any of the things, something uh, it said it means work, freedom through work, uh, Albrecht MacFry, or work will make you free. Okay. Um, which I don't, there's endless debate I, apparently about why the, you know, it seems like a dirty joke that, um, anyway, whatever, that was a Nazi thing that they put on on, yeah. on, on concentration camps. So this is Doderick, and Doderick is uh, like a goofy-like character who was actually Greg played in Doderick in the very pilot episode. Oh, right. Do you remember right. when he's sick inside a mask? Yes. yes. <laughs> he's coming out of his eyeballs or something like that. Um, so that was Doderick. So I think it's just, I mean... I don't really, I I don't immediately see how that joke works, or if you could call it a joke, but it's just a sort of a sick, a yeah. diss. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I suppose it's like saying, oh, you're putting old people in homes like a concentration camp. I right. don't know. Okay. Um, but, and, and that throws Kendall, doesn't it, anyway? Yeah. Well, Kendall, Kendall gets the inference immediately as yeah. well, which has impressed by his education level, although not, not so explanatory for the audience members who didn't get yeah. it. Um, so he, he asked for questions, doesn't he? And one of, yeah. uh, someone in the audience asked him what he thinks of Madsen's tweet. Yeah. And he he shuffles around, you know, yeah. he, he manages to not completely lose his shit. It doesn't look great, but it's okay, it's doable. Um, and. But of course, you know, you throw, and I think there have been real life examples, haven't they, of some, well, I'm sure, surely Elon Musk must have done that sort of, I'm sure there's some examples of, 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 uh, you know, tech gods doing, throwing out some pretty sick things. Well, like, are you thinking about Elon Musk and the, about the guy with the Thai boys trapped in the cave? Well, that's when one he, thing. When he suggested he was a paedophile just because he was helping them because he was a diver. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. But I think there might be some actually more direct inferences that that's from. But right. anyhow, yeah. Um, basically, Kendall wins. I do, do you think that's a win for Kendall? Well, and he comes back into the room, doesn't he, where all of the others are watch, watching from, and and they cheer him. And I feel a little bit genuine, fairly genuinely, like he seems to have pulled it back... Um, 
like more than you would have imagined from I mean it seemed like it seemed like an appalling presentation to me as far as like the content went telling people they were going to live forever and in gated communities but yeah it seems to think think it's gone quite well and particularly because Schiff's been on the phone to Lucas and has, has persuaded him to delete the tweet by the end of it. Shiv's been, do you think, has she? Has yeah, she no, 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 that's what, so Shiv was on the phone to, to Madsen, yeah, for quite some some of this, and she says to him, she goes outside and says to him, uh, you're just bringing too much heat on us, I think it's a line, something like that or whatever, and I think that's why Madsen deletes the tweet. Do you think not just because making a tweet about the Holocaust is in such dreadful bad taste that even Madsen would go, also... Possibly, I but I think I think it was down to Shiv's conversation with him as well. I think I think Shiv was doing some good back-channelling there at the same time. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm not just completely full of shit and don't know anything. I've done some speedy online um, checking and Elon Musk made a tweet about comparing Justin Trudeau with Adolf Hitler and then deleted it. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. So that's good. Go. Very fast research there. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, no need for you to edit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so now it feels like Kendall's in the ascendant. Well, what does this mean for the deal? Like, does this mean, this means that, so Madsen hasn't got his way in asking them to trash this 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 launch. They've gone ahead with the launch. The launch looks like it all has gone okay, but they've really fudged the numbers. Even though yeah. Kendall didn't didn't talk about the numbers in the presentation, didn't he? But they will come out because they're yeah, part, of the, part of the part of the presentation. Release. Yeah. So so okay. So you've got a positive thing, but that that might go completely. You know, somebody could something could come up about the numbers. Yeah. Um, and it will, it will collapse, or it might not. Um, so that means that maybe the share price will shoot up and this might kind of screw up the deal, but it might not. But still. it might not. Yeah. So where are we, where are we feeling like whether the deal will happen or not? Or do we, well, we've got like four episodes left now, haven't we? So let's go through our, our we, 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 it gets nearer we get to the end, the less possibilities we've got for happening really, episodes. haven't we? So we've, we've got. We've got the board meetings going to happen at some so point. The board meeting where yeah. they. Where they talk about who's actually going to run the company, like because Kendall and Kendall and Roman are only the. But hang on, isn't temporary that surely? CEOs. I don't think that's. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know if that's what's going to happen at the board meeting. I thought the board meeting was more about selling. Oh, more about the deal. More about the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. Sorry, it is more about the deal. Yeah. yeah. So we won't actually get to the point where. In these like four days we've got left, if it's one day per episode, Kendall and Roman will remain the temporary CEOs, won't they? I think. So we're not going to get to that point where so they have to. We're going to get to the. We're definitely going to have an, the election. Is going to be the election's got to be in there. And are we you thought funeral? A funeral, yes. Yeah. So board meeting, funeral, election, post-election. I that's what I'm reckoning. I mean, you, maybe election and post-election will be all one episode, but it yeah. feels like quite a big deal that. But they might sneak yeah. something else in. I'm surprised that if the election is the end, and it feels very likely that it, it will be. That we haven't had more little hints of Men of Menken. So, there were hints today. There were hints. No, there were, there were hints, but more sort of plots with Menken. Seen him, we haven't we? seen him. We haven't seen him doing anything. We haven't seen the the well, Roy's maybe doing okay. anything. We just Menken yeah. is just a menace. So we're not. You know how like the more we see of a character, then the more we might start sympathising with them and seeing them as a human being. But I don't think that's Menken. I think Menken is just no. a symbol. I think I just want to see more of Mencken because he was so great in that political episode before. Yeah, it was very good. Well, yeah. by great, I mean entirely yeah, yeah. scary. Sure, it's okay. We don't think yeah. you're a Nazi. Yeah. Um, 
So, so yeah. yes. Oh, so, so, so. Kind of who's... The end of this episode, we've got Shiv, we talked about, off with Tom, feels like, yeah, maybe, who knows, kind of more positive. Yeah. Roman, we also talked about briefly, watching that video. You of know, Logan. Of Logan. Yeah. Um, which I think isn't quite as sad as Jesse in Breaking Bad listening to uh, his his girlfriend who's died answer phone message over and over again. But close. Close. <laughs> yeah. Close, yeah. Um, and, but then we have Kendall. Yeah. What do you reckon of that scene? What, what, have you any theory about the watery nature? Well, I mean, the obvious thing it reminds you of is him floating in the swimming pool at the, um, at the wedding where we, that episode where everyone wondered, is Kendall dead? Wasn't it? That was the, so my, my, Initial thought was, which and then which I immediately dismissed was, oh, is Kendall going to drown here? And it's like, well, of course he's not. He feels like slightly in the ascendant, doesn't he? From I, having I did think you know, for a minute, fucking hell, they're going to kill off Kendall. Gonna, yeah, and uh, because he died into a pretty big wave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't tiny. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, mean. but but then I think I don't know. I think it's just I think it was to remind us about the swimming pool incident and remind there's, us there's that other, yeah, there's yeah. been other times where he's been in. Bards, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Well, he was. Do you remember uh, right at the beginning of the third season, just after he's done the press conference where he completely shafts Logan and says that he was responsible for, for all the stuff to do with cruises, and he's lying fully clothed in the bath mm. and just poking his head out. And then, of course, at the end of season one, just after he's been in the incident where the waiter gets killed, he has a bath, doesn't he? And he's trying to scrub all the. Mm. scrub all the mud and and stuff off him from from swimming in the river mm. and he does seem to be in baths quite a lot and of course the whole yeah. incident with the waiter is very water related as yeah well. what does that and, mean then and there's a religious thing about you know baptism um, baptism christian religious thing yeah. anyway um and even lying there in a sort of cross-like mm. yeah and, and of course when uh, on his birthday party he did intend to have this enormous cross put up that he was going to crucify himself on <laughs> Kendall sees himself as a Yeah, crush. I mean, I, mm. I don't know how much, I must say, I'm not someone who massively notices all the symbolism in, not not consciously anyway, mm. I'm sure it's there subconsciously. But so what is what is the water crucifixion symbolism for Kendall about? In, what, what would you say? Does it uh, yeah, I was just going to say like rebirth thing or it's, no, I don't know. Yeah. That was, it was my question. Oh, it was your question? Well, I'm not <laughs> yeah, answering. I don't have to yeah. know the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Well, so prediction, what, what do you think the next episode is going to be? Is um, it going to be... Could be Tom finding Shiv and her strategising very sexy. <laughs> that's come up. That's not a whole episode, though. Not a whole episode. No, I meant as in, is it going to be the board meeting or the funeral next, do you think? Do we think? I feel like a funeral episode is needed. I want, I want more Marsha. They haven't talked yeah. about it. Yeah, I do, but they haven't talked about the funeral. We don't have any True. Connor this episode. I want to see more no. Connor. Yeah. I think we maybe a little bit more about... Mm, so there's going to be some... I think the election's going to be backgrounded. I don't think funeral. I think it will still be more business. So then board meeting and deal. But then then that that's there was no Connor or Marsha in that though. We we're gonna go another episode without Connor or Marsha. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really mind. Whatever it is, sure it's gonna be great. What what I felt about that episode was that like, you know, we often we think the greatest uh, succession episodes are those where you get 
everyone together. Yeah. This wasn't an everyone together episode because we didn't have Connor and we didn't have Marsha there and, and we were not everyone was in the same place at the same time. No. Very episodic. But it did fulfil the um getting Kendall out on stage and possibly crashing and burning, which is another kind of trope of succession, isn't it? Like yeah. we love it when we think, oh God, he's, he's gonna completely crash and burn here. <laughs> yeah. Oh it was yeah. I I yeah I liked it. I no. liked it. That's my review. I liked it. Certainly not going down in quality, though. Yeah. No, it's yeah. brilliant. All right. Okay. Well, we'll be back. Looking forward week. to the next one. See you next week. <laughs>